previously on Roleplay Radio. Professor Mirsha paid me a visit, told me some things that were a little difficult to hear. Something about him murdering somebody yep. during his own orientation. Yeah, yep, also but, got that talk. You know, I did some research. Apparently the, uh, the tiefling he killed was named Lore. Why Lore? He gets very, uh, sad. Lore was his name. Why didn't you mention it? You've been stuck in a book. Do you know Professor Blackstone? I sure do. He said whenever I'm up on a stage, to always do what he taught me to do. Talk out of your ass. Well, I mean, I do make it up as I go. They're taking that slam, like, insult. Let me tell you something about Barry's Blackstone. That's not even his name. I know. Do you know his name? I do. Can I know it? No. How could I make you tell me? The, the interim mistake has been writing a ton of notes and at this point is also 100% convinced that the joy that she spoke to over winter break is not actually joy. She was too supportive. Did she actually call Rezzy my father? That has never once happened. Has joy been replaced by someone? Not for nothing here, Captain, but uh, I've had some bad feelings about my boss, Faye. I don't necessarily think that he is involved in Oryx stuff per se, but he's definitely a big hole in the boat. That's true. He may not be an Oryx himself, but he may be aiding them, whether he knows it or not. Thank you for disclosing this to me, Mr. Birmingham, or I will look into it at once. She can't be allowed to continue. Who can't? Captain Dapplewing. So here's the thing, Dapplewing. You brought this upon yourself. I beg your pardon? You're destroying people's homes for this railroad project of yours, and now they are after you. You said you wanted to make things better in what time you had left. There's some more you can start. Very well. Give the student up, and we will figure out a fair punishment for him. And you see Toby sitting in front of the fireplace with a book in his hands. We felt bad for him, and he just wanted a drink. We didn't see it coming. What? Oh. Hello. Who are you? <laughs> we are here for the finale. It's been a it's been a wild ride. We will start with mistake. Hey. Mistake. Where are you when you summon your spirit mentor? So, here's what I think is happening. It is very late. It's like two in the morning. Some people are probably still awake, you know, cramming, trying to finish tests, or just, you know, don't feel like sleeping. But most of the campus is asleep. In Mistake's room, there is a very dimly lit lantern in one corner. The curtains are drawn over the windows, and she's grabbed other, like, blankets, robes, things like that, making sure no light escapes from the room so nobody knows that she's awake. At this point, she's probably had a couple conversations with Phoenix, but likely focused on her report and what she had to do for class, more so than focused on any personal stuff. Inside, she is pacing back and forth as she's talking quietly, explaining the last couple months to Phoenix. We start the scene with her continuing to talk and saying, and now we're just expected to, to get back to class and, and get back to, to doing the play, like nothing happened. 
and just going home like everything's normal, but I can't. I just feel like my brain is splintering. Like, there's the version of me that, that fought for my life and, and took down a dean, and then there's the version of me that goes to class and helps my friend with a play and fails every exam I take. And I don't know how both of those people can exist, and it's going to get worse because semester's over and I have to go home now. And I've been lying to all of my friends and telling them that, that F-Squad is four people actually, and I'm not one of them. But, but then, then there's someone else who's just not behaving the way that, that she normally would. And I don't know if the Aura got involved in that, so now I need to investigate that and I can't tell anyone else. And she just sort of plops down on the floor. <laughs> oh, my child. That was 20 minutes of me trying to get a word in. What's that long? She will take a deep breath and say, Of course, there is no going back. Life is about moving forward, never back. What happened to you was either meant to happen or it was circumstance. All you can do is accept it, learn from it, and become a stronger version of you. As for your F-Squad, why do you refuse to acknowledge that you are a part of them? Because that's, that's not who I am. Not, not to everyone back home, anyway. I'm not someone who fights goblins and, and saves the captain of the school. You are someone who would do that because you did it. <laughs> That's not how they see me. That's not the person I feel like I am. Not when I'm back home. Mistake. I was a sister once. I was also a daughter. And a seamstress. And a rebel. I was many things, as are you. We all. And every day you might discover a new thing. Well, thus far, I'm not a sister, or really a daughter, or certainly not a seamstress. Whatever it is you are, you will discover it throughout your life. Hell, I didn't get a chance to discover what else I could be. You still have a chance. So go and discover it. She just sort of... I imagine, um that during this whole time, Phoenix was just like a pile of rocks. She brought basically the entire pile from like mm, when she mm -hmm, first summoned mm. Phoenix, probably just like grabbed all those rocks. <laughs> in a wheelbarrow, <laughs> yeah, just brought that in. Asked for Shelly's help or something. Yep. <laughs> so there's just like this pebble on the ground that she just kind of like kicks across the floor. Can I ask one last question before I bid you good night? <laughs> I'll trade you a question. You devil. No pun intended. That's unfortunate, puns are the best. <laughs> My question is, if you truly are from Redfell, who sponsored you to come here? 
And might I meet them? So, to Potter. That was actually kind of my question for you. So the person who sponsored me, apparently, is also from Redfern. Oh. Is a human. Oh. From Redfell, who apparently was, I will say, involved in the death of a tiefling in his first year at the school. So, he's also curious to meet you, and I've just sort of put it off, because I don't really know what to make of it. I take back the second part of my question. I'd no longer wish to meet him. Alright, great. That really makes things easier for me. Do you know why? Why? He killed a tiefling. Well, <laughs> the news article doesn't have a whole lot. They were in some sort of argument, and things came, I guess, to blows of a way, and unfortunate circumstances afterward. What they argued about, I can only guess. Especially if he's from Redfell, and if he is like any of the other humans. What's weird to me, I would not have guessed, by the way, he treats me that he is from Redfell. Redfell is unique. Nowhere else is quite like it in terms of how it treats us, and honestly, all non-humans. They're about as awful with goblins, and orcs, and goliaths. <sighs> that still hasn't changed, has it? No, if anything, it's probably gotten worse. But you made it all the way here, and that should account for something. He's hoping. I just can't help feel like there's something more to this. Well, do let me know when you find out. In the meantime, well, enjoy the rest of your days here. I hear you're going back to that wretched port city. <laughs> so, uh, I shouldn't summon you while I'm there. Now that you mention it, I am curious to see how it's changed. All right, you got me there, my child. <laughs> At that point, the state closes down for the night, eventually falls asleep. So, Koss and Shelley, you find yourselves on your way to Silverfoot for your final projects. You're sharing a carriage. The carriage driver is uh, telling you all about how... <laughs> Well, I funked out of school, but you know, I was, I, I was a silver quill for two years and then I realized it was too expensive and I... Anyway, anyway, uh, you two, you must be excited for your final exams, huh? Oh yeah. Name's yeah. Isaac, by the way. Hello, Isaac. Hi. You said that you, you dropped out? Oh, <laughs> too much money, you know? It's... You know, I did hear that the Burlinghammers are doing a thing where they're sponsoring students every year now. But I'm 27. It's <laughs> never too late to get started again, right? Oh. I'm 21. Oh wow, well. Plus people's life expectancies are different. I don't actually know how old one of our housemates is, Thorn, but he kind of gives off the vibe of being ancient. <laughs> I've heard that Gary is an old man. He does look like it from a distance, maybe. But he's younger than us, right? You look younger than him. Thank so you. therefore no one will even notice. Wow, thank you so much. You, mu you must be heading to Magic of Compliments. You're so nice. And you? I'm actually headed to Magic of Compliments. Oh! Both of you! No, not actually. <laughs> no, no. Sh Shelly is 
vicious. I'm going oh. to go roast my professor. Oh. Best of luck. Oh, you're gonna be fine. You could just, just you know, call him a dung sweeper or something. I don't know. But Professor Blackstone. He was difficult when I took his class, but you know. A dung sweeper, you say? Well, yeah, you know, sweeping dung. Okay. Shelly takes a little note. <laughs> if this goes half as well as the first time that you did this, you were going to ace this. You head to your lecture halls, as we've established, your classrooms are right next to each other. You both go your separate ways. I think I'll, I'll start with Koss. Koss, you are greeted by Professor Sunmain. I'm just gonna say, like, a couple students go ahead of you, and their assignment was to write a something of a report, a speech, on a specific compliment that changed the course of history. There are different examples you hear about a compliment that was used to stop a war because, you know, the two war chiefs met and complimented each other and that just changed the course of history. There's there's a, a duchess that ended up marrying a different duke because of one little compliment instead of choosing the duke she was supposed to marry. There's all these examples and then your turn comes up and Professor Sunday pulls you to the side first. Oh, cause, cause. How are you feeling today? Feeling, all things considered, pretty alright. There has been a lot going on for us this year. Yes, I've read the papers, yes. I have to be honest, I was a little worried there for a second. Mid-year, I thought you were gonna fail my class. Yes, um, but I think I've turned it, turned it around, right? Oh, well, according to my notes, you, well, C+. Plus. But, but, this assignment can Boost that bad boy up to an A. May minus, if you do well. I, I apologize, you must understand, a lot of students had to stay after class and, and they were very hurt by what you said because the way you said it made it seem like you were being sarcastic and they were uncomfortable <laughs> instead of being validated. Does, does that make sense? I, I understand. <laughs> and you know what? I think I've been going about this the wrong way. Um, you know, I'll, I'll save it for my report. All right, all right. Apologies, I just, I wanted to apologize. And let you know that you're a wonderful person, and despite the fact that I think you're like right in the middle between the black and the white of Silver Quill, you, you can still come to the white zone. <laughs> well, Professor. Color wise, not, you know. <laughs> there were some problematic elements of that, but Professor, I want to thank you for being such a, a great positive role model throughout this entire year. Oh, of course. It is what I live for. All right. Um... Give me a second to hype myself up. And then Koss just goes off and does some vocal warmers like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he like rings a bell, he's like, everyone, please, your utmost <clears throat> attention to Koss Silvertrove. Take it away. So Koss takes out their lutes, um, steps on, up on stage, kind of looks out ever everybody and still feels like that still lingering stage fright that they felt throughout this entire year, but then puts that in perspective of all the other shit that's happened in the year and just thinks to themselves, it doesn't matter. And they begin with... I'm going to tell you a tale about a dragon that lived outside of a little sleepy town. The dragon's name was Orthaneg, the terror of the east. Every year, Orthaneg would demand tithes from the town. In exchange for the town's safety, in exchange for not burning down the town. The king of the town hired many people to try to stop the dragon. 
He tried sending heroes to slay the dragon, to trick him, and to negotiate with her. Until, one day, a local bard named Peraldo Usman Altiva decided to try to manipulate the dragon into falling in love with him by swapping between complimenting her and then suddenly tearing her down through a method he called orthonegging, mm. or negging for short. So Peraldo went up to the dragon and he introduced himself as PUA. PUA said, you know, you've got some real nice scales there, honey. I've seen shinier, but those are still nice. Orthomeg burned him alive. After his burned bones were dropped off at the city gates, Orthomeg decreed once more to stop sending people to try to stop her. And she flew back to her cave. But little did she know, a woman from the town heard her decree and saw what she did. Her name was Erda, and she went to find Orthoneg. When she went to the lair, Orthoneg thought, here's another hero trying to try to stop me. But Erda said instead, thank you for dealing with that PUA, because he's been a real shit to me the entire time that I've been living in that town. And I wish I were strong and brave enough like you to just tell him off, but I figured that nobody else would want to be with me, so I put up with it. And Orphanek heard this, and she said to Erda, don't let anybody talk to you like that. You're worth so much more than that asshole. You know, sometimes I wish that people would stop seeing me as so scary and that I could just walk amongst all of you like everybody else does. And Erda said back, you know what? You're not that scary when people get to know you. And in fact, you're a lot less scary than a lot of the other things that have been come around, like the Null Tribe and the Boulette invasion that you scared off because you were trying to keep your tithe protected. And Orthomeg, and Erda hit it off that night. <laughs> the two became friends, and over the years, Orthoneg softened on the town. She still demanded her tithe, but it became more of a salary, just to keep the town safe. And also, this is where a lot of draconic sorcerers come from, from this one specific event. And though the name of this town is lost to history, the tale of Orthoneg and Erda lives on. Wonderful, wonderful cause. Wow, that is... I love that story. And nobody has ever played music during it, so I... And he gets a, uh, a quill, an ink, and then scratches off the C minus, and he just writes a big old A. Goss is going to look at that A and look to the side of it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Okay. He just puts down the quill. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Katarina. 
and we pan over right next door where the student on the stage currently is crying instead because <laughs> Professor Blackstone's just like, you call that a burn? You useless, untalented little twerp. Go sit down. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, it's Luke. Yeah, I'm so sorry. 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 I'm 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 sorry. Okay, I'm getting it going out. Quietly, <laughs> please. <sighs> Pops up his collar very pompously. It's like, well, let's hope that the next one stings at least a little bit, darlings. Next up on the Let's Burn Professor Blackstone assignment, aka the final, Shelly of the Shell Clan. Please step up. Shelly goes slowly as they write down one last note. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you know, this is what we get for procrastinating all the time people aren't prepared. And the last thing uh, Professor Blackstone says is, uh, make it hurt, darling. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> Shelly's not gonna break eye sense. contact with Professor Blackstone when he says that. And Shelly's actually gonna take a step forward so that they're within um, pat back distance. Ooh. At moments throughout this, Shelley will be patting Professor Blackstone on the shoulder, condescendingly. Hmm. No extra credit points for uh, flattery, darling. If you want that, go to Magic of Compliments next door. Oh, you wish I went to Magic of Compliments, oh. Professor Blackstone. <laughs> oh. Do I? Tell me why. Oh, well, hello. Hi. It is I. What a year. What a ride. And now we're here, hi, at the end, standing with pride. But hey, hi, it's about time. It's about time you cry. Why? I just make your pride mine. Take you down for all time. I won't sell for a sigh. No, hi, who are you to lie? False name, all you do is hide. Yet your ego is so wide. Oh, hi, oh, so filled with pride. Well, now look, I spied with my two little eyes such a thing as if you died. Pride slipped away with the tide. Let me take you for a ride, pride. Leave you here roasted, fried, undressed, naked as if untied from all that brings you pride. Pride, I'll let the tension subside, pride. That is your name now, right? Pride, you doggy poo-poo, dung sweeper, empty-witted hide. Dried outside now, like blackstone in the sunshine. You should take this as a sign, pride, to let the shadows guide you to the darkness to forever reside. The first thing that happens is everybody starts immediately like erasing some stuff and writing in pride. And Professor Blackstone is just there. he spit out his wine back with the first time he said pride, and then just realized, oh shit, oh shit. Where did you learn that name? I actually like I had a section in this that I took out um, because I didn't. I wanted to focus on you and like. And, it was wonderful. Oh, thank Who you. told you my name? So, so, did you hear that I got a scholarship for next year uh -huh. from, from Burning Hammer's mm -hmm. dad? From Grip's dad? Because mm -hmm. I roasted him using your skills. I like fucking took him down. I destroyed his little ceremony thing. In return, he, I bribed him. I said that I wouldn't talk for the rest of the night if he told me your name. So two things. One. You roasted Bjorn Burning Hammer. <laughs> I, I thought it was the right thing to do. You <laughs> fucking delightful little thing, you. And two, you bribed him. 
I'm so proud and he won't goes in for a hug. <laughs> what did you want to say? Well, what? He is so proud. <laughs> I just more wanted to comment on the fact that this professor's just drinking wine. I was yeah. during the final exam. <laughs> Yeah, Shelly Shelly will return the hug and say, thank you so much for teaching me. You've made me proud. Although I did hear you're going with a bloom, and that breaks my heart. What? At least tell me you're going to lean black. I, I, I don't even know what that means. Oh, honey. Let me explain. Let me stay after class. <laughs> so, like, after all of the other people have gone, Koss stays back a little bit and then approaches Professor Sunmain. So, Professor, I had a question to ask you. Oh, please, ask away. That competition at the beginning of the year, was that planned? Oh, no, 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 Carl Silvertrove, that was... <laughs> Professor Sunmain rarely ever gets mad, he's a very sweet guy. But he's just like, that Blackstone just grinds my bones. Always looking down at white-leaning silver quills thinking that language can only be used to hurt people. Well, you know what? I hope someday he hurts so much that he comes to me for help. And when that day comes, well, let's face it, I'm going to help him, but not until I save the moment. Well, I was asking because I actually feel like it taught us a very, or taught me at least, a lesson that was valuable. You know how in the Orphan Egg and Ur Urda story, there is the PUA who comes in first oh, and attempts course. to like compliment Orphanag in order to get something, place himself in a position above her. Of course. But that doesn't work because the thing about compliments is that you, you don't do it to make yourself better than another person, you do it to lift them up. I know I absolutely flubbed that competition, but I don't think I could have won anyways, right? <sighs> I suppose you're right. And I apologize for playing along. I just when Blackstone challenges me, well, I, I feel compelled to fight back and show him that compliments can win. And unfortunately, that's not the right attitude. You're right. Compliments are about lifting someone up, not winning. And then at that moment, you hear Shelly just stop over and be, Goss, I won! Goss, I won the exam! <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy for you! Goss, how'd you do? I did amazing! Oh my god! Okay, Gary. 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 You're at the Bozen Tavern one evening. It's almost your break time, and it is uh, pretty busy. You hear the wood screeching as uh, a figure enters through the back room, just leans against the door. And you just hear... <sighs> Blood sausage. Hi. Hi. There's uh, also sangue. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's like scrambled eggs, but it's blood. <laughs> you just hear... Like, Ooh, I should probably should not be in this kitchen for much longer before I bite you. Um, Let's go. It's your break time, right? Uh, pretty much. Uh, Javanesh, I'm leaving now. Hang on. Hey, hey. You got like ten more minutes. Got a full house in here. Sue can handle it. Nope, Sue can't handle it once I'm 60 feet away. I got this. Oh, Ricard's got it. 
Uh, for fuck's sakes. Okay, how long do you even need to smooch? Just just, just go and be back in five minutes. Uh, I think it's gonna be longer than five minutes. Bye! Smooch as long as you need, bro. <laughs> what the hell did he just say? I wouldn't worry about it. She takes you out back. And you can tell she's a little nervous. Hi. Hi? I thought you said I. Hi. No, hi. Hi. Hello. So how's your day? Um, not a lot going on with the fact that my computational magic 101 class is taught by that uh, useless satyr substitute professor. Yeah. And I don't have to take any final exams. Yeah, what's with that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was a physical therapist. I thought he was... A... I don't know what the fuck he is. But anyway, hey Gary, we have to talk. Alright. Like, so, how are you talking? Just shut up. Let me talk. Okay, Sorry. that seems counter to the Sorry. we talking Sorry. part. I'll shut up. No, I'm being a bitch. Uh, no, no, no. So I have a lot going on. I convinced my Uncle Julian to let me join band camp for the summer instead of another boring-ass potions internship. Sorry, sorry, I... yeah. Fuck! This is really awkward, Gary. I've never had this talk. You know, like, the what are we talk. So this, this was really fun. I really enjoyed ingredient hunting with you and, and uh, studying with you and all the other stuff we did in the dark. But, well, you know, you're obviously going Quandrix, right? Right? Can I talk now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yes. And I'm going Witherbloom, which means we're gonna have a lot going on next year. Sure. So I guess I was just wondering, what, what's the, what's the, what's the plan? What, what is this? What is this? Well, well I, I mean, we're dating. Well, well yeah. Uh, and I, I like dating. <laughs> right, right, me too. Uh, it's fun, but you know, sometimes there's shit we gotta do and fun doesn't always come first. You mean like when the furniture comes to life? Well, like that, or like other things, or like studies, or like the future, and I want to travel the world and tour, Gary. What do you want to do? Um, open an alchemy shop. Which is very about staying in one place for a long time? Um, I mean, kind of. Uh, but I, I guess it, it could move. What, like a, like a moving potion shop? Sure, I mean... Like from that one book? Where the wizard has a moving house? Well, I think in that one, the house, like, had multiple portals so that it was still established in several uh, places. Right. And I feel like the moving part didn't actually, like, go anywhere useful. It kind of just, like, walked around a field a bunch of times. Okay, Gary, you're missing the point here. What's the... I'm scared of the future a little bit. But I'm also very excited for it. But I'm also thinking about you and... Stringing you along, and that doesn't seem fair. Stringing me along, like, traveling? Fuck, I don't know. What, what do you... What, I guess what I'm trying to say is... Maybe we should take the summer to reconsider and then reassess in the fall what we are? That means that she wants to fuck other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Griff, on my shoulder. You're welcome. <laughs> 
It could just mean that she's taking a second to make sure that this is something that she wants long term and then she'll come back. No, fuck her and fuck him too. Gary, why are you staring at both of your shoulders in turn? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have like a shoulder griff and a shoulder costume that I'm arguing. <laughs> Why? Griff, just because you never had a healthy relationship. Oh, don't you bring me into this. <laughs> the obvious choices are cause and mistake, not cause and grit. Well, I don't actually think that mistake really, you know, have the uh, aggressive point of view. Um, so... I mean, I guess whatever you most want to do is what I want to do. Is that the right answer? No. Oh, Gary, sweet little Gary, and she just pats you on the shoulder. Taller than you. <laughs> I like a lot. Okay. I wanted to hear what you wanted, but all I'm hearing is I want what you want, and I just... Do you have any opinions? What do you want? Ah. Uh... Kiss her. To not be... Awkward? Kiss her right now. Tell her what's in your heart. Tell her how you see her in this relationship. You gotta kiss the girl. Are you uh, listening to Carson Griffin? Yes, um, I like making you food and I like seeing you enjoy eating it. It brings me a lot of joy. <sighs> um, I think in the shoulder cost and the shoulder grip look at each other and we're just uh. like uh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna say it. I love the fact that you like cooking for me, and I love your food, and I love your cooking. I don't love being pampered and taken care of. So maybe it's better off if you find somebody else who wants that. Uh, and who knows, maybe next year, maybe I'll need pampering, and, and I'll crave that, and maybe we can see if we're both still single, maybe we can catch up again, but- That's stringing you along. Shut up, shoulder griff. <laughs> I'm not stringing you along. I'm just not in a place where I want to be pampered. My uncle already babies me. I don't want to be babied, Gary. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you're a great guy. You, you, really, you really are. I mean, I thought you were racist. What? I thought, you know, you were Why pompous. Why did you think I was racist? Because you're a human. Oh, I mean, okay, fair. <laughs> Is that why you thought I was pompous? Yeah. I mean, have you met Quintilius? Have you met Loreen? Yeah. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, someone out there is gonna be very lucky to have you as their partner. Okay? Uh, sure, I guess. Great. Cool. Cool. Uh, hug? Handshake? Um, I, hug works. I, I still made sanguette, or however it's pronounced, though, so you should eat it, because not a lot of other people order the Okay, yeah, I could specials. eat. That's, that's cool. You're gonna let me pay for it this time, right? I guess. Say yes, Gary. Yes, Gary. Say fucking hell. You know what? On second thought, it is probably really good that you have a shoulder grip, because you need a tough enough boy. <laughs> <laughs> Griff. Yeah. All right. You, on a weekday morning, head to the Art of War final with Professor Uvilda Miscoilier, also known as Professor Cannon. He has Here. done a lot of preparatory stretching. And you've been asked to wear comfortable clothing. It's so comfortable. Yeah. You walk in. You do not recognize the lecture hall. 
It has been remodeled. There's not a single desk in sight, and it has been turned into an obstacle course of sorts. <laughs> Griff looks quite excited. Like a cat looking at a new, like, big cat castle. Just, oh, possibilities. Mm-hmm. The, the professor starts pacing, gives everyone a spiel. You will be timed, and you will be assessed, not only in speed, but in how well you use the choreography you've been taught in class. You will go through three obstacles, two on your own, and one with a partner of my choosing. They are volunteers. Griff already hates that. (laughs) And they start going one by one. You are very close to the top of the alphabet, so you are like maybe the third one to go. And uh, the thing is, they keep a curtain up, so you can't see the other people fuck up, and you can't see how well they do, you, you can't see what they're doing, you just hear noises and grunts, and Perfect. yeah, yeah, sometimes crying, sometimes like, yes! And so they call your name, Griffin Birminghammer. Are you ready? As I'll ever be. Great. Hang on a second, actually. I see you do some big old stretches. <laughs> and the curtains open for you. The first okay. thing you see is a long track, and along the walls there are multiple contraptions that you don't know what they do. There's a cannon there, and she's holding the torch. It's like, the first obstacle has to do with speed. You ready? I mean, you've shot me before. <laughs> Please. And the cannon points upwards, where, you know, there's like already a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> On your mark, get set. Roll an acrobatics check. <laughs> it's a 16. As he gets ready to go, he puts his like orange tufted headphones on and presses play on the sending stones. Something will play that's pretty fucking badass for him to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> you start sprinting through this track. Be careful, Griffin. Be aware of your surroundings. Out of the walls, magic stones start shooting at you, as well as arrows. You use a lot of these fancy choreographed moves. You roll the 16, so maybe some of them you kind of screw up with the footwork. You're kind of focusing a lot on the not getting hit part, but you avoid getting hit. That's that's the good part. So I, she, she marks that. It's the twirls he needs to work on. He gets a little overzealous. Every once in a while, the stone does hit you, but you're able to kick it with one of the twirls. So it doesn't count as having hurt you. And overall, like things are falling onto the track and, and trying to get you, but you are like sprinting through this track. And then you make a U-turn. Well done, Mr. Birmingham. Now remember, when you are in battle, you must not only look for yourself, you must also look after your allies. And then a clockwork servant rolls up. Hello, I am in need of assistance. Ouch. Ouch, I am in pain. I must be carried. And you see this wall that you have to climb up while carrying this clockwork servant. Roll an athletics check. 21. That is really good. Yeah, because he's wearing a fucking tracksuit and he stretched beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) 
he runs up to it. Have you ever seen somebody pick up a person who's on the ground and puts them into a fireman's carry? Mm -hmm. Like you roll into it? Yeah. Griff runs like somersaults onto the ground and rolls into them and picks it up into a fireman's carry. Uh, but because it's a, it's a clockwork, they're not as uh, bendy as a person. <laughs> so it's a bit cumbersome. Sure, sure. But you make it to the top of this wall and then you make it to the other side and you start to climb down and you see below there's a space marked Haven. Wow, thank you. You are my savior. I owe you my life. Thank you for rescuing me. High five, Sid. <laughs> well done, Mr. Birminghammer. That's two out of three. Now, finally, when in the midst of battle, you will face not only dangers, but foes. And then the final curtain opens. Your job is to get through your foe. And there's a trap. And at the very end, you see Rampart Suvi <laughs> cracking his neck. <laughs> oh, Birmingham. I've been waiting for this a long time. Griff takes off his headphones. He's just like, Oh, it must be my birthday. And he's wearing these fancy gauntlets that you haven't seen before. And he's just like... <laughs> he, he wants to be extra dramatic like Rampart, so Griff rips off the <laughs> top of his tracksuit. His, his golden arm has never looked more fucking pumped. And he also follows suit and rips off his shirt. <laughs> Griff rips off his pants. What are you gonna do, baby? <laughs> And the last thing you hear from your professor is, uh, there's only one rule in this final bit of the exam. No blood? No magic. Oh. So blood? Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Good luck. This is gonna be a grapple check to start. That's a 19 plus 4. 23. Uh, Griff tries to go towards Rampart, and we already established that Griff likes to spin a little too much. So Griff tries to go for a spin move, Rampart ducks, and then grabs him from behind and yes. does what's called a German suplex. He uh, rings Griff's bell real hard. <laughs> and he's got you pinned to the ground. He's just like, how's that burning hammer? Oh, it really sucks. Oh, God. Yeah. What Fuck. else you got? Oh, hang on a second. I knocked the wind out of me. I can do this all day. <sighs> no, you can't. <laughs> Oh my god, thanks for these dice you got. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, it's the same one, it's a three again. Uh, different dice. Uh, hey! That was a nat 20. That was a nat 20. <laughs> Why'd you do that? So, so what I was gonna say is, instead of best two out of three, is most, more like you get three shots, because he's not trying to win, he's just here to be your obstacle. I'm, I'm skeptical about letting Take the 20. No, Take the 20. Okay, no, 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 so, so hang on. Rampart, after you're a little woozy. What do you see, and I'll tell you what it is in wrestling terms. <laughs> he does the, similarly, the fireman's carry to you. you you're... <laughs> he's just Rampart's like, gonna do a burning hammer on Griffin burning hammer. <laughs> Don't you fucking do it! Don't you fucking do it! Boom. You did it. I did it. Did a burning hammer. Did it look cool? It looked amazing, but you are the person who was taking the exam. Yeah, I know, I know. You have one more chance, Griffin Burning Hammer. Yeah, I don't. Okay. And I think I'll let you take the 20. I think I, I oh, didn't tell you, I didn't tell you to roll again, but uh you rolled an at 20 and <laughs> it feels so anticlimactic to do it like this way, but you know, it, it, we're going with it. I, I think I think we'll we'll split the difference here. And Griff has gotten his ass kicked pretty handily, and I think he kind of fails 
into the success. As he's got his back to you and he's walking back to the finish line, a paw that just through his legs makes it to the finish line. Perseverance. <laughs> That's cheating. It's creativity, which is pretty smiled upon in Prismari. Mm. <laughs> okay. You might have won the exam, but you didn't win the fight for the hammer. We maybe we can try again next year. Alright, we'll we'll fight next year. Congratulations. You are quick, you are strong, might want to work on fighting bigger foes. Yeah. If you'd like to take my combat class next year, please do. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, can I sit down? Absolutely. Thank you. Congratulations, you passed the exam. It is the day of final exams. Everyone wakes up bright and early. Some students wake up in their tower, others in the biblioplex uh, because they pulled off all-nighters. You, however, were all pardoned, thanks to a little self-advocacy. So, instead of exams, the five of you are all summoned to the Hall of Oracles. By whom? By Captain Dappling herself. Oh, good. Now, you would know that the day after finals is when everyone is supposed to get sworn in. But you get called in a day early. What's everyone talking about on the way? I might, uh, I might fall down again. My head still hurts a little bit. You can lean on me, Griff. Okay. Ooh, uh, Gary, what are you and Aurora doing over the break? Uh, <laughs> nothing. Because we're not oh. together anymore. What do you mean? Ah, uh, we broke up. What, what, what does that mean? It means we're not dating anymore. You can undo that? Yes. Oh. oh. I'm sorry to hear that. She said that she's not really in a place where she wants to be pampered, and since the thing that I most enjoy is giving her food, didn't really work in that sense. So if you just stopped giving her food, it would be fine? Um, I feel like if she broke up over that, she probably... Yeah, you're right, it's probably, probably fucked other, other, other reasons. I also wouldn't really want to know. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say other guys? I, don't, I wasn't gonna say that. Oh, that's what I... Why does it feel like we've had this conversation before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I would want to be with somebody who doesn't want me to cook them food, because then I really don't know what to do. You can cook food for us. I think that would be lovely. Yeah, those scones are great. So, like, do you get, like, do you now find somebody else? Um, probably not immediately, but that eventually. Do you want to go blow off some steam or something? Uh, well, I think we have to do this now, but after that, yes. Yeah. Would you like to, I don't know, blow something up? Ooh. That does sound fun. Okay. Please do not blow anything up on my watch, and it's my prism of in the sharp beak with a fully healed wing, and she's just like, oh, off to the Hall of Oracles. Um, do you know what we're doing here, Professor? Yes. She's very smiley. No, you, you did the same thing when I was working yesterday. That's not helpful. You were right, mistake. You're not in trouble. Um, I didn't really think we were. Excellent. Thou art here because, well, you're given special treatment. 
for everything you've done. That's all I can say. Meet you there. All right, we'll continue on to the Hall of Oracles. Is anyone else incredibly uncomfortable with special treatment? Are you okay, Gary? I don't know, he's probably just crying. Oh. <laughs> like, where are you supposed to learn these things from? Usually by hanging out with other people. Yeah, you know what? I didn't have that. Yeah, that, that explains a lot. And my dad just played catch with me sometimes. I mean, that's nice. But there were these alligators in the swamp that were nice. Could you talk to the alligators? Um, I strongly suspect you probably don't want to listen too closely to sex talk from alligators. <laughs> Please do a cut jump to that. <laughs> okay. So you get to the Hall of Oracles. You see Captain Dapplewig standing there front and center, almost as if she was expecting you. I mean, I hope she was. You asked us to come here. You also see nine other people and a few professors that you all recognize. It's got Professor Uvilda, Professor Blackstone, Professor Sunmane. You see Professors Mirsha and Professor Khand. But the nine people that are standing with Captain Dappling at the center are all of the deans. The captain greets you. The nine deans stand almost like in an arch around the little pool. And the captain walks up to you. Well, the F squad. That's us? Have you considered another name? Nope, I think we're pretty set on this one. I mean, I could go for a change, but... Me too. It's too late to it's change really it. Thing. I, yeah, it's really a group thing. We already got an embroidered... Bands change name. Guilds change names. People change names. People change names. <laughs> All right, attention please. I figured and my colleagues agreed. We owe you a bit of gratitude for everything you've done this year. I understand it might be a bit daunting to walk around when the entire first year student body thinks you all as heroes and wants your autograph and fanboys and fangirls and fan persons over you. Well, Wait, that's why we keep having signing parties? Well, yes, why did you think? I don't know, I got, I got my paper out for them to sign too. Well, that's lovely, dear. I don't think that they wanted your name just to have it. I think they wanted it because you all are famous now. That's embarrassing. Why didn't any of you guys tell me this? You seemed like you were having a lot of fun. Yeah, um, sorry, you're just catching up to this now, but hey, same thing with breaking up. <laughs> Shelly sits down. <laughs> we understand it might be a bit uncomfortable being in the spotlight, surrounded by hundreds of first years who idolize you. Yeah, a little bit. Precisely. So, we figured a nice private ceremony for the five of you was the least we could do to swear you in. Swear us in? Well, you're done with year one. Oh, graduation, well, uh, not graduation. College selection? As you all are gonna be here next year, you will have to choose a college. And normally, we swear you all in as a group, but what the hell? You are the F Squad. I think this is the least I could do. Thank you all. Now, Mavinda, take it away, because uh, being nice is, is... I haven't done it in a while. Gladly. Oh, that little first years. I remember the orientation as if it was yesterday. Ah, uh, we've had some ups and downs this year. You've been attacked. 
You've been <laughs> you've again. been chased. You've been attacked again. You've been well. You've broken into Dapplewing's Manor, which, by the way, wow. Uh, and we got attacked there too. Yes, you did. You rescued a dean. You rescued lots of students at the Rose Stage from a stampede of raging Alves. Well, what haven't you done this year? I think all of you have done more than I did in all my four years. So, it is my pleasure to witness and guide you in this swearing-in ceremony. Thou have all brought honor to your tower. Thy tower is proud of you. Thy school is proud of you. I hope you do not mind. We have reached out to your families and loved ones. We have arranged for each and every one of you to have a witness for this special occasion. This is customary. Oh. Each one of you has a witness or witnesses. And uh, they couldn't be happier to be here. Shall we commence? Missing is sort of like backing away from everything. Well, let's commence with Cos Silvertrove. Oh, that's me. The doors open to reveal your parents. Now I have a question for you. When your parents are at home, yes. are they in their changeling form? No, they basically are denying that they're changelings. Okay, yeah. okay. Two dwarves walk in. And some of the professors are a little confused. Are they adopted? What's going on? <laughs> your father's just looking around, very impressed. He's got business cards at the ready. <laughs> your mother looks a little more timid, but just very happy to see you. She runs up and hugs you. Oh dear, this is quite exciting. Yeah, I, I didn't expect to see you guys here. Well, we didn't expect to be asked to be here. When did you get in? Just this morning. Wow, they, got, they turned that around really quick. Yeah? Uh, what do you look like? You know, Cos probably just picked a random form, um, so I'm gonna go with... Uh, what's something I haven't been yet? Tabaxi. Yeah, okay, I'll go with a tabaxi. <laughs> I almost didn't recognize you there, darling. Is this safe? It's totally safe. Everybody at the school knows. I've been telling everybody at the school. I know, I know. I know you don't like that, but listen, it's safe here. I can I can be who I want to be here. You're not worried about backlash? You know what people say about us. I know, but I think people like me here for who I am. And being a changeling is part of that. Can you roll a persuasion check? Sure. Oh, that's a two. Oh, no. oh. Okay, well, if you say so, darling. They stay as dwarves. But they, they do look happy to see you, and, and they're just a little timid is all. Well, go on. And uh, Professor Mavinda has them sign, like, your form as witnesses. And they're like, just, uh, much like the orientation, place your hand upon the pool of energy and say the oath. I, Kos Silvertrove, hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Shadrix Silverquill. I promise to serve my college faithfully with honor and devotion, and to uphold the principles of my college to the best of my abilities, from this day onward until the day of my graduation. Your clothes, your first year garments begin to sparkle, begins twirling into a different pattern, the colors begin to shift, although not that much because the first year uniform is like white and gray. 
the gray darkens into this beautiful pitch black. All of the white, it's almost like it's glistening. It's not even ivory, just a perfect white. It would match your skin if you were in your changeling form. You get like a scarf, you get gloves, you get the shoes. You are in a silver quill uniform. Cost is going to like turn around and do like a little spin and just be like, wow, I look so, um, so prissy. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh my wow, This is wonderful. That's what the scarf looks like. <laughs> okay. With the silver quill symbol on it. You look fucking great, Koss. And your parents just they hug you. I'll go over and hug them, my parents and then go over to the F-Squad and give them each a hug. Oh, uh, mistake is not there. Oh. <laughs> um, up next, Garrett Grigg. Step up to the front, please. So Gary steps up to the front. You're right. You look a bit, I don't know, heartbroken? <laughs> Thanks, uh... This is a special day. Yes, I'm great. Well, Mr. Grigg, it is my pleasure to be here and witness this ceremony. We have another witness who's here for you. And the doors open, but it's not your parents. It's Minnie. Shocker. <laughs> she walks right up, putting a handkerchief away in her inner pocket. Hands at her back. Salutes Loshiel. Get it? Hi, Minnie. Be honest, did you choose me as your witness? Uh, they actually didn't ask me, so they chose you as my witness. So that means your parents probably didn't respond, and then they asked me. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Not great. But thanks for coming, you would have been my first choice. Oh, Garrett. This old woman who barely can keep her head together on a Monday. Oh, come on, you're barely middle-aged, you're not old. Oh, my back begs to differ. Oh, Garrett, I'm so happy to be here. Well, uh, it's good to see you. I'm gonna pat her on the head. Please don't do that. Sorry. That's a bit condescending. You're just, you're so short. Just because you're taller than me doesn't mean I can still whip your ass. That's fair. Are you eating okay? Yes. <laughs> so... It's fine. Like you're, it's fine. Like you're eating out, like you're not trying to cook for yourself, right? Why do you ask? Well, because I've eaten your attempts at cooking. Fine, yes, yes, okay? I eat out a lot. Okay, good. I also good. got myself a nice boyfriend. His name's Clyde, and he cooks for me. Oh, that... It's adorable. Yeah, well. Can I meet him? Maybe, if you behave. Okay, <laughs> got it. The guild sends their regards and says that they are very proud of you. No, they don't, but Garrett. I'm glad that you're proud of me. All right, Garrett, I'm proud of you. And then Mavinda's like, all right, hand on the pool of energy and say the oath, exactly as it is written. Gary puts in his hand. I, Garrett Grigg, hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Tanazir Quandrix. I promise to serve my college faithfully with honor and devotion and to uphold the principles of my college to the best of my abilities from this day onward until the day of my graduation. Once again, your clothes begin to glow and this time the change is quite recognizable. 
The whites turn into green, the grays turn into blue, some of it tightens up around some places. It's a very different type of uniform, the Quandrix uniform. Some of it has like very jagged hems and folds. And when you stand up, you are in full-on blue and green Quandrix colors. Yay! And Minnie comes over, hugs you, and removes her big old backpack that she was carrying in. I also brought something for this special occasion. <sighs> Dust blows everywhere as she pulls out this chest. Here you go. I had the initials changed. Wait, really? Don't you, you need it? Okay, fine. I got myself a new one. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> but Garrett, you've earned this alchemy set. Thank you, Minnie. They're gonna hug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking finally got that damn alchemy set. <laughs> I told you I had to. Yeah. Up next, mistake. She probably at some point maybe tried to figure out who they would have asked. Like, may have gone over to Dapplewing and been like, who, I, I don't have family. No family is coming here for me. Then what is he doing here? Who, who did you, did you not ask? I'm sorry. I don't understand your tone. You, you can't just like do this to people. You have to like ask them. Have you something to hide? Not hide, just mistake just sort of like backs away. And that's probably what she's called is she's like trying to find like a dark shadowy place to just like have a little panic attack in. One second, Lavinda. Dapplewing comes up to you. Her nose starts bleeding, she wipes it. Mistake. There are moments in life when you're not gonna like the circumstances, but you can't let it hold you back. Momentous occasions should be celebrated, and we're all proud of you, myself included. Why can't you be proud of yourself? It's not... it's not what I mean. If you went to family, there's no family for me. They shouldn't be here. I will admit, he did seem a bit reluctant. But he's here. And you hear the doors open in the distance. The stick just, like, doesn't want to deal with it. <laughs> No, 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 Well, did he come all this way to see nothing? I suspect he would have preferred that. Well, if he's here, you may as well greet him. Right? I will confess something, and please, she wipes her nose again, don't say anything to anyone. I hate my family. Hate it. I mean... My last name was Charming, but if you knew any Charmings, you would know that not only are we cursed, she motions to her nose, we're also terrible people because of it. I married to get away from my family to an Allen. You didn't think that Dabbowing was a human last name, did you? I'm no humans take a lot of things that aren't theirs. Ouch. But fair. And... It's not that I hate my family. No? It's that I don't have one. Well, I hope you find your family someday. 
You can always choose it. She kind of looks over at your friends and she's like, sometimes they choose you. So the snake just tries very hard to take a deep breath and deal with what she's assuming is going to be Rezzy. You see him very confused. He's got his hands like at his sides where they're very visible. Even when Mavinda asks him to sign here, he's like, Holds both hands up, grabs the quill with two fingers, makes sure nobody thinks he's stealing, signs the paper, puts the quill back, and puts both his hands up again, lowers them gently, and then he waits. The good news is they probably aren't going to accuse you of anything. He wasn't expecting to hear your voice just yet, so he turns around and he's like, oh, there you are. Shall we get this over with? Yeah. yeah. Sorry that they took you away for all this time. No, no, it's fine. I was hoping to get a word in private. This is easier. And a breath of fresh air. Yeah. All right, this is strange. Uh, <laughs> it's great to meet you, Mr. Well, Mr. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they still don't, they haven't figured out our names yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I caught that yeah. this morning. All right, hand on the pool of energy and recite the oath. Mistake kind of like tugs on her, her tail to keep it from wrapping around her ankle. It still does anyways. Goes over to the pool, hand shaking a little bit. She puts her hand on it. I mistake. Hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Velomarcus Slorhold. I promise to serve my college faithfully, with honor and devotion, and to uphold the principles of my college to the best of my abilities from this day onward until the day of my graduation. In her head thinking, if I get that far? You feel a... Uh... The cold radiating from this pool of energy as your clothes begin to shift. The white remains white, and the grays turn, almost as if you were bleeding through the clothes that you're wearing, but they morph into this beautiful auburn red. And you stand up in Lorholt colors. Yeah. <laughs> That was something. Can we go talk now? Yeah, yeah. Great. You, your clothes, they suit you. I'm not just saying that because my skin is also red. No, I'm saying that because if the white was silver, just let's go. Come on. Up next, Shelly Shell. That's me. That is you, darling. Come up to the front. Okay. Where's oh. mom and dad? Of course. There's no question as to who your witnesses will be. The door's open. But it's not just mom and dad. Oh, oh yes! 
You see like 12 turtles. <laughs> oh, Alondra and Uncle Sheller. Shelbert, Shellward. Auntie Shellen. Auntie Shellen. Officially, it's only Sheldon Shell, Michelle Shell, Auntie Shalandra, and Uncle Sheller. Oh, like it's Sheldon. about to be a lot more. Shalala is there. <laughs> that must be so confusing if they also know that cantrip. Shelly, we're so happy to see you. Shelly, you're swearing in at 13. That is, I'm so proud of you, Shelly. Yeah, Dad. And Shelly's like, it's a little sad. No. It's okay, darling. Maybe, maybe someone will find a cure someday and we can get his memories back. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. All right, Shelly. You look a bit despondent. Seems to be a bit of a theme. <laughs> but, you know, I understand. Lots of, lots of troubles for the F-Squad this year. Hence why we did this small celebration for you all. You ready? Shelly starts thinking about Toby. Um, no. Takes out a bottle of liquor and says, here you go, you should drink some. For me, I'm ready now. Okay, dear. <laughs> For you. <laughs> There's probably like a line of all of these turtles signing their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, this takes a while. Yeah, yeah. There's probably another like five bottles waiting by the signatures for people to drink from, you know? Like, <laughs> Shelly's just like, put them around. Quandrix Dean, Dean Imbram, the only one that's left is uh, conjuring up these like crystal goblets for all of the bees to try your, your brew. <laughs> and as that's happening, Mavinda's like, Stump on the well of energy and repeat the oath as written. Your name. I saw that coming from a pledge. mile away. <laughs> no, 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 darling. No, no, no. Your name, you're supposed to say your name, and where it says. Your name hereby pledge allegiance to the college of. Okay. Your college name. Okay, let's try this one more time. I. Oh, that's an I? I thought it was the number one! No. I... Oh, wait, I get it now. Oh, thank goodness. I, Shelly Shell, hereby pledge allegiance to the College of... What, what am I supposed to... Wait, I'm supposed to choose one? Yeah. Oh, I guess... I guess... You're supposed... Okay, I, Shelly Shell, hereby pledge allegiance to the College of... Belladrum... Beldrox. Beladros. Beladros Witherblue. Are you sure? I I Shelly Shell hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Beladros Witherblue. Okay, okay, I believe you, I believe you. <laughs> and it's Witherblue, not Witherblue. I Shelly Shell hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Beladros Witherblue. Uh, one more time. And say it slowly okay. and calmly. Not like a raging me. Sorry, sorry. I need to wait six seconds so that the rage okay. goes away. <laughs> How to do a breathing exercise is they take at least six seconds. You understand. She's apologizing to all of the other guests. I, Shelly Shell, hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Belladros Witherbloom. Oh, oh, I promise to serve my college faithfully with honor and devotion and to uphold the principles of my college to the best of my abilities from this day onwards until the day of my graduation. Funny thing happens. Shelly, you feel the cold radiating from the swell, but Shelly has no clothes. <laughs> So nothing glows. 
is it just like if, uh, the back of Shelly's shell just sort of shimmers the uh, logo of the... Yeah. The Witherbloom logo appears on the back of their shell. I, there's a glow, and then the thing just spit, like, spits out a scarf onto Shelly. <laughs> that is exactly where I was going with that. The only thing that appears on Shelly is a scarf. Aww, thank Nothing you. else. <laughs> this is nice. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> and finally, Griff, his paw is like going up and down. He's like, it's dead. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Griff and Mistake have like equal energy. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so his head, his head is down. And last, but most definitely not least. Griffin Burning Hammer, step up to the front, please. Yeah. <sighs> Captain Dapplewing is also there. <clears throat> and she says, You must forgive me, Mr. Burning Hammer. We did this ceremony in a bit of a whim. It was a bit last minute. Okay. Therefore... Just pull the band-aid off, please. Okay. She snaps her fingers, the doors open, and... Holding a little box, in walks, not your father, not your mother, not your uncle. It's Bartholomew. Aww. It was a bit last minute. Your father was expecting to be here tomorrow. He puts his hand on Tapplewing's shoulders. It's perfect. <laughs> oh. He's my number one. I thought you were going to be... Get over here, Bart! <laughs> oh, sir... Come on in! How are you, sir? I, he doesn't know what to go in for. Huh? Yeah, they go. They do the hand hug shake dance. Yep, yep, the hand and hug Griff shake. Griff grabs the box, puts it down, and then just gives Bart a oh. big hug, and then stands up and oh. like, like lift, lifts him up off his, his feet. Oh, boy. Oh, it's good to see you, buddy. Okay. That is the second time I've been embraced by a burning hammer in four generations. Well, you know what happens after the third one. What? I get fired? No, I don't, I don't know. Okay, because both of the times it's been you. <laughs> All right. This is a gift from your father, but he said to wait until you're sworn in. So, uh, so, so I'll wait. And he, he signs to be your witness. It's like, I, I do hope your father's not disappointed. He's quite upset that he couldn't make it. He was expecting to be here first thing in the morning tomorrow, but I hope I'm not too big a disappointment. Oh, buddy, Bart, uh, you... Bartholomew, you are far from a disappointment. You're like, you know, like the only thing to like the real deal. Oh. At least I think. Oh, my. Well. Yeah. That's very nice to hear, sir. You can call me Bart. I was going to anyway, but thank yes, you. Yes, I know. But that means a lot. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Burninghammer, paw on the well, please. And I think I know how this is going to go. If I know your family history, shall we even do it? We're all about tradition. Of do you want to tell Bjorn Burninghammer that we didn't do the ceremony? No, 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 no. Of course. I don't want to tell him. Of course. No, do the ceremony. That's it. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just saying, we've yeah. already picked out your quarters and... and, and okay, th thanks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, Griff puts his 
dragon scale paw on it. On the wall. I, Griffin Burninghammer, hereby pledge allegiance to the College of Galazeth Prismari. I promise to serve my college faithfully with honor and devotion and to uphold the principles of my college to the best of my abilities from this day onward or until the end of my graduation. <sighs> Lots of gasps, including Professor Mavinda and Bart. Your clothes begin to shift. Your tracksuit. Oh no, this is my favorite one. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was velour and it was maroon with like a really crisp white stripe on the side. Yes, it was. Both pant legs. Yes, it was. These weren't, these weren't even the snap kind. This was velour. And it continues to be velour. And it continues oh. to be a tracksuit. Can it still be worn in the same places? Yes. The red goes from that nice burgundy red to like a bright red. Like a bright fiery red. The white stripes turn a bright royal blue color. As uh, you emerge a full-on prismari. Very cool. <laughs> and... Bart opens up the box. Well, I don't know what to do with this now. And it's a beautiful little pocket watch that has the Lorehold symbol on it. <laughs> we can always try to get it changed. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's, it is what it should be. And he hands it to you. And then uh, similarly, Professor Mervin is like, oh, well, we're going to have to get you new quarters in a different college, and some lucky student is going to get a very nice suite in Lorehold. Can I pick? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, it is my my place, right? Like, well, right, it, right now it hasn't physically shifted to being mine. Right, your father lived there, your cousin lived there, right. some of your uncles lived there. Right, and so it only makes sense that someone trusted lived there. Sure. You agree with that? Of course. I, I agree with that. I Heck, I just it. said it now. So, I think the best thing to do would be to give it to my friend over there. Pointing right at a stick. I shall see that it gets done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, privilege. <laughs> I have one last thing to do with a mistake here. As um, Griffin was getting sworn in, you are off to the side with Rezzy. You know, he started off with a bit of small talk. You know, how are you? How have they treated you here? That type of thing. And eventually we'll kind of start to revert the conversation back to Redfill and being like, so you're coming back for the summer? That's the plan. And you're going to be here next year? Yeah. It's all paid for. Great. Wow. Did not expect that to happen. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. Mistake. When you come back home, things are a little bit different. Joy is not... This is going to sound very crazy. But I beg you to just listen. I think 
that my wife is not my wife anymore. I knew it. What do you mean you knew it? I mean, I just thought she was acting a bit odd. When Since the winter over, break? Winter, yeah. That's when it started, yeah. She's been saying your daughter. Exactly. It's almost like she was replaced. By someone else who doesn't actually understand. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That, this is, wow. I brought it up with a few other people at home and they don't believe me. I asked Seki, he said nothing. So, when we go back, we should take things slowly and carefully. But I think we have some work to do and get to the bottom of this. Well, may it just be to guide us then. Yes. In the meantime, care to show me around? I'm here for a day. Might as well see everything. Uh, sure, there's a lot of everything. And uh, then that's when Dabblewing summons you all to the front. Well, thank you all for being here, for going along with this. Your classmates will be sworn in tomorrow. I uh, hope that this was helpful and you didn't prefer to be sworn in with everyone else. I just assumed that this was the right thing to do. Yeah, this was good. Yes, great. Jinx. Oh, fine. I... Would we not have gotten our whole families tomorrow if they came tomorrow? Or does that happen to everybody? Oh, you would have. Wow. Oh, this is even better then. Yes, and it sounds like a huge crowd. Yeah. Well, how do you do that many people? Oh, we're here all day. Oh, this is much better. Yeah. We're gonna get fucked up. So I can't get fucked up. What are we gonna do tomorrow while everyone's gone? We're we gonna, just run around the campus. We're gonna blow something up later. Oh, I know that we're doing that later. Now? We are going to have ourselves a lovely time. Balloons. That's what I thought I heard. We've had enough of blowing up. Balloons. Right. See? And Casa's gonna pull out a balloon that they have just packed <laughs> out of this thin air. Alright. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it was a pleasure to be your captain this year. And here's to another more. F squad goes for a 5-5. 5-5. 5-5. Griffin wanted to go talk to Dappling first. Let's check it. The Earl opens the door. Keep in mind, it's still being mended. The inside looks more or less back to normal. Ah, Mr. Birkenkammer, did you make an appointment? No, no, I, I didn't. I, I'd, like, I'd like to talk to the captain now, please. I will allow it once. Thank you. Oh, yes. Mr. Birmingham. Captain. I have, uh... I have an ask for you. Um, you would, you would say that the fine folk of Crock Tower... Crocked. Uh, Crocked Tower, excuse me. You would say that the fine folk of Crocked Tower would, uh, have, have paid a good service to the school this year. Yes. I would imagine... Especially after hearing about what's being out of the pay grade of Dragon's Guard, and frankly, 
and there's a lot of holes there. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and say that we're, we're gonna be here next year, maybe just in case. Of course. I think, I think it's, while we're not gonna be employees necessarily, we're still gonna need a home base. And, you know, Fane, I don't think he's gonna have a, a, a big need for his office this year or this coming year. Maybe, maybe he can find another place, but I, I, I've kind of mocked up this idea of what well, we would use Fane's office where we could maybe utilize it in times of need. Can you read minds, Mr. Birmingham? I'd like to think so. No, I, I can't, but uh, tell me more. It's just such a coincidence that you bring this up with me today of all days and at this time. Captain Dabblewing, Mr. Fane, the broker, is here at your request. The door opens. Oh, thank you very much, baby. And he just like, hmm, clean that up. Oh, well, if it ain't my favorite old employee. <sighs> hey, Captain, it's always good to see you. And he like sits down in an armchair, ah, puts his feet up on a footstool. What is this, social hour? <laughs> Earl, some tea, two cubes of sugar on it, please, thanks. And the Captain stands up, leans into Griff's ear and says, I brought him here to terminate him. Would you like to do the honors? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What was that? Come on, I like to whisper too, baby. Oh, Holy chromatic shit. orb to the face. No. Keep in mind, first when I said terminate, I meant fire. <laughs> like on fire? No, like firing. Because I could do that. I could do it really well. He's fingering the bookshelves. He's making himself at home, like, very pompously. Oh, Fane, you, you look pretty comfortable. Oh, you know, this is... It ain't every day that I get invited to the captain's home. I know you helped your ass in and all that, so you know, I... I'm just making sure that you are comfortable. I am. I'm very comfortable. Okay. I'm gonna go and have my tea elsewhere. I'll leave the two boys here to handle business on their own. Sorry, that was needlessly gendered. <laughs> That's I'll fine. leave. I'll leave the two of you to handle things on your own. Making Fane look very confused at that. Griff, I, I, I'm imagining that, you know, Dabblewing's got their big desk. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's a handful of chairs facing Dabblewing's desk, and Fane is in one. Griff is standing towards the end. And as Dabblewing leaves, Griff slowly walks over to Dabblewing's side. <laughs> the desk and sits down and leans in elbows and steeples his fingers what is this like burning hammer privilege or what sweetie baby hang on a second the adult's talking i'm gonna i'm gonna need you to focus for a second you, you only you, do you that, only darling? call me those sweet words when baby, something's up baby i know and it it hurts me it hurts me to do this to do what <sighs> We've had a lot of ups and downs, Fane. Yeah, more ups and downs, yeah. if, I, if I recall correctly. I mean, what were your favorites? The supervision meetings, I mean, they were a yeah. blast. Yeah, what kind of things we talk about in those you, you know? super 
vision meetings. <sighs> how well you're doing, how, uh, you know, how many people look like they're in need of some something, some cash. Come on, I thought we had a thing going. I'm helping out the populace. There's struggling students out there looking to make some cash. Yeah, looking to make some cash or maybe, oh, maybe some, I don't know, goblins. <sighs> what, you still mad at that? Come on. Maybe they tried to kill me. Uh, baby, a lot of people have tried to kill me too. You don't see me complaining about it. But you, you, you let them in and let them come after me. I hired them. And your friend went behind the ears as he might be yeah. through the first punch, first stone. So, so, so you knew the game plan, right? And you muscled in, right? That's what you do. You you muscle in. Uh, you went you, you wedge in like like smelly cheese. What are you getting, man? What what, what is this? Look, I'm Dapplewing, let you just reprimand me as extra credit or something? Is this a silver quill thing? Are you thinking of joining silver quill? Because let me tell you, I can mentor you. I can, I'm a silver quill myself. Wow. And it got you to this level, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're right. Let's, let's come down to brass tacks. Let's. I'm not here to chastise you, although I, I would love to sometimes. Feels like you is. I know. I've just come here to tell you you won't be here next year. Or actually in the next like the next 45 minutes. No. You kind of you kind of have some time to to clear out your things. Mo yeah, you know what? All of your things, even the stuff maybe in the crevices or you know what? You can tell me where those things are and I can watch them out. No. Watch out for them. Sweetie. No. No, this this yeah, is Captain. You know, a man of your prestige, it's time for you to spread your wings and just take it out there on the road. See what you can do. You're a silver quill after all. He walks up to the door and tries to open it, but realizes it's locked. And you hear the Earl on the other side. Apologies, Mr. Fane. Not until the deed is done. And there is a, a form with like a letter of resignation, like ready to sign, but blank on Captain Dapplewing's desk. Letter of termination? Letter of termination. So. No, so. forced resignation. <laughs> Honestly, that kind of has, has Fane stood up? You said he's by the door? He stood up and tried to go to the door, but it's locked. Um, Fane, you, you can leave. I want you to leave, right? No one's arguing that. First, I just need your autograph. There. And he stands up, and he walks around to the other side of the desk, and places the form there with a very handsome pen, the type that you have to take your time to unscrew. And then screw onto the other side. And he puts it right there. You can't do this to me. I can do a lot of things to you. So this is it, huh? Mm. Is this really happening? Yes. Mm. He uh, paces for a little bit and then... <laughs> This is fucking grand. Getting fired by a burning hammer. How does it feel to be on top, boy? He grabs the pen. He hasn't signed it, but he's like, how does it feel to be on top looking down at everybody else? You must love it. I mean, Savor it, huh? The only, the only one that I'm looking down on, Vane, is you. Sweetheart. He wrote the letter F and then stopped. Don't talk. You might have been granted temporary power here. And given that we're in the captain's home, <laughs> we must act civilized. 
but it's a big old world out there, Griff. And he writes the letter A. Big old world. Who knows? One time you might find yourself traveling. He writes the letter I. You might find yourself in need of some goodies. Be careful what merchants you talk to. He writes the letter N. Because there's a lot of people that I know. And you make one enemy with Fane the Broker, you make lots. Yeah, Fane, that, that makes a lot of sense because he reaches over and takes the pen and unscrews it. It, it makes a lot of sense because you have shown that <laughs> you actually can't do anything yourself. So I would expect to have some heat and I'll, I'll look over my shoulders. And I'm willing to do that. But, um, Vane, you're a coward. You can threaten me all you like with your nice words or mean <laughs> words or your friends or your vague enemies. For now, I win. And I know it's a for now. And I know you'll keep trying because that's what you do. You're a survivor. So why don't you for now survive? Fuck all elsewhere. Can you do that for old time's sake? He just stares at you for a bit. No more smile. It's gone. And he walks quietly towards the door. Upside the damn thing. Uh, just a couple more things here. What? Keys. Now. He pulls out his set of keys. Oh, you said I could clear my desk? Yeah. Can I keep that one key? Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll have security there with you. He tosses you the keys. How about any other extra ones you got? They're in the office. Perfect. And come here. What? He's going to very gingerly come up and just remove the head janitor pen from him. Set it down on Dabbling's desk. Well, I think we're square here. Thank you, Fane. It was so good to see you. I got the door. Um, don't let it hit you. He will take one step forward right up to you and say, um, just because he knows that it's going to antagonize you. You can see Dapplewing in the distance, sipping her tea, and the Earl, of course, right there supervising, but he's going to whisper low enough that neither of them can hear and say, it's a bit bold to talk about cowardice from someone who runs away from their responsibilities. What will Papa think? It's a shame. <sighs> Thank you very much, Captain. Hey. Much appreciated. And he just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this, this time he had, before he did that, he put the ring not on his oh. typical dragon scale hand, but on, on his, his punching hand. On his yep. punching hand. I, I'm gonna treat this not even as an attack. I think he turns around and is so caught off guard that he just takes it immediately. And he kind of stumbles. Captain Dapplewing, you see that? I'm sorry, saw what? You were on your way out, Mr. Fane, whatever your last name is? 
Yeah, I come to think of it, I never actually knew his last name. The broker. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure doing business with you all. No, it wasn't. Careful. Business can kill you sometimes. And he just leaves. That's not the last we see of Mr. Fane the broker, however. It's a big world in Arcadia. I would like to, I don't know about you all, but I would like to actually end on, after the final exams, opening night for Lilith comes around. <laughs> Could we incorporate Gary's exploding something yeah. in the play as like a practical effect? Oh, there could be like fireworks at the end of it. Yeah. Is the rose stage indoors? It's outdoors. Oh, perfect. Even if it was indoors. <laughs> <laughs> opening night is right after exams. All of your witnesses are still here. Bart gets to see the play, Minnie gets to see the play, the entire Shell Clan, Cos's parents, and Rezzy apparently gets to see the oh play. Oh boy. Yeah, no, we're, we're doing this. They're, they're the incidental C squad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're all gonna go off and like talk like, to each other. All the people that came from graduation. They could be the, the P squad, the parental squad. Yeah. yeah, you guys all gather at the Rose stage. Students, teachers, guests, they're all gathering and to the designated seats. It's like half an hour before play starts. The Strixhaven uh, Band Association is there getting set up. You see Aurora. There's Professor Zaphi looking so proud. What are you all doing? Scrambling, <laughs> I think maybe somebody got sick and can't do it. So Kaz is just like reading Dybrox lines because it's a big part and they're just like, well, I guess I'm the substitute. The understudy. Yep. Griffith sneaking in a cannon from Prismari. <laughs> Kaz. Hello. Did you hear? Yes. Kaz, somebody got the flu. Kaz. Yes, I know, I know. You, I, I, you've noticed uh, that I currently look like a, what was... He was a handsome goblin in yeah, the original. Yeah, so was he in this one. I think still a handsome goblin. I think it's still a handsome, handsome goblin. Because yeah. the goblins and dwarves have like a, a history. Oh! Goss. You sure? So must go on. Oh, Goss. I'm so proud of you, Goss. You goddamn thing, Goss. If you ever need a letter of recommendation, Goss, you come straight to me. I, I will keep that in mind. I, I'm very disappointed to see them silver quill colors. I can't even look at you, Carls, right now. I really thought you was going for Smarry, Carls. I really, really thought. Well, I don't really fit into any kind of mold, it turns out. But uh, for now, I'm fitting into this one right here. So, uh... Ooh, that's impressive. God damn. Now, give me a second to get into character. Right? All right, all right. <laughs> Mistake is like panicking somewhere, making sure everyone has the right copy of the script, but basically every second sort of peeking out into the audience, it is just like <laughs> so deeply uncomfortable. Some point goes over to like either Zaphire or Koss mm. and just says, I just want to be very clear. Anyone calls me up on stage, they're going to get stabbed. Alright, uh, we, uh, we weren't planning on it. What if it's all of us on the stage and we're doing a big bath? No. I'm all right. not there, not any part of it. There's people in the audience I really don't want to know I'm doing this. Oh, ex boyfriend? Ex girlfriend? <laughs> None of the above. Alright. Jeez, you know. Somebody went through the whole trouble of changing Raya Galazar to mistake and now I can't even say it? I mean, I'm glad they changed it at least. That does make me feel better. Don't thank me, thank whoever changed it on the registry. Alright, well we won't mention your name. Thank you. 
Props boy! So, Gary's been checking all of the props, uh, and he found Griff's cannon, and he's just like, who, who brought this in here? There's this... a little note attached to it. It will say something maybe like this. Dear Gary, this goes big boom. <laughs> Hearts and stars, Griff. Big boom? Props boy! Right, what? Right, how, how are we doing with the trap door and the, the pulley and the, the you know, he's gonna start going through a list of check marks. How are we doing? Is everything set? Trap door should be all good. The lift with the pulley um, looks all set. All of the gauntlets are already preset for their different uh, magical effect. Uh, magical? Well, no, to look magical, right? Like shooting fireballs, it shoots fire. Goodness, I was about to kick gasoline. your ass out of here. Um, gasoline, now that's something. We can play with that. <laughs> uh, so all of those are in place, and then there's the uh, the fireworks that are all set for um, for Ray Orseal's death. Beautiful. I love it. Hey, props boy, I got you something. And he gets like a little, one of those like patches that you can put on like a jumpsuit or like a, 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 an apron. A, a, an apron. <laughs> Sorry. It's a patch. And I'm almost tempted to say it says Props Boy, AKA Gary. <laughs> say, you know, I'm bad with names, but I remember. Uh, Gary only has one R. <laughs> God damn it, I knew I was gonna fuck it up. <laughs> Fuck, fuck. It's okay, Garrett has two R's. Burning him! <laughs> How are we doing? Please tell, please have some good news for me. Please tell me you're doing good. Yeah, I'm fine. You ready to kick some ass? No, I'm ready to do a play. Well, that's what I meant. You ready to explode on Lilith? I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> I am ready. Figuratively, boy. You ready to explode in a fit of rage? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fixed. Yeah. yeah! Yeah! Yeah, I can't, I can't tell! Yeah! yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. Hey, congratulations on Prismari. My man. He goes in for this one. Very, very, very like, hesitant. <laughs> Griff realizes, oh, oh, I'm gonna see him more. <laughs> the bells ring to call everyone for silence. You see Koss's parents. You see Rezzy, Minnie, Bart. The entire Shell Clan sitting in the front row. Professor Zaphi steps up to the stage. Well, it's been one hell of a year, y'all. Had our ups and downs. Had many of postponements. This was supposed to be the winter play. Here we are in the spring. But I think it's safe to say that uh, it all paid off in the end. I'd like to give a huge thank you, first of all, to our Dragon's Guards. We have over here Mr. Rampart Subij, Miss Mr. M student Shelly Shell. Thank uh, you. For uh, keeping us safe. <laughs> Make sure that no owlbears come barging in, am I right? <laughs> oh, you don't want to see them if they come barging in, sir. <laughs> There's a lot of nervous... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of nervous laughs. I'm like, <laughs> I hope they're kidding. I'd like to also give huge thanks to the cast. Including our one and only Griffin Burninghammer playing the role of Rayorsiel Burninghammer oh. in this original oh. interpretation of the Lilith myth. <laughs> I would also like to thank the props department, especially uh, Props Boy, 
aka Garrett Grigg, aka Gary Grigg Gary, whatever the hell you want to call him, honestly. <laughs> he goes by all sorts of names. <laughs> I would also like to thank our ghost writer, who, uh, we have the pleasure of having a very talented ghost writer writing this play. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, I just, I was about to say the name and I was like, well, that would have been a mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere behind stage, he grabs the, like, red Lorehold scarf and just pulls it over her horns. <laughs> and last but not least, I would like to thank well, quite honestly, this has been my right-hand person through all of this. I tell you, I, you guys would not be here. You guys would not have the pleasure of seeing this play if it wasn't for this person. Please give a round of applause to our uh, producer and songwriter, Koss, Silver Trove. <laughs> applause is up to you if you want to take the stage or not. No, I think Koss is going to let the play speak for itself. Okay. Now, without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce to you all an Arcavio's interpretation of The Tragedy of Lilith. Boom! And then the music starts. Mistake. During the intermission, you get a tap on the shoulder, and that's Professor Mirisha. Well, how are you? I'm great. It's a very, very good play. Lots of great dialogue. Whoever this ghostwriter is, uh, is very talented. Clearly, I'm wondering if they meant literal ghosts. <laughs> on that note, how are things with your spirit mentor? Things are good. I, uh, I'm still waiting to meet them. <laughs> yep. Can we talk away from the crowds? Backstage, perhaps? All right. And he takes you backstage, takes you somewhere private. She stays out of arm's reach. Mm. He notices, and he says, um, all right, all right, let's get this over with. Very visibly nervous, he says. You have something against me, I have noticed, and for good reason. I have kept many secrets from you. At this point, you know most of them. Why are you angry at me, Mistake? I'm not angry, I just don't trust you. Why? Because you're a human from Redville. And if you could see past that, if you could, if I were just a voice in your head, if I were just someone without a face, what would you think of me? I don't know, because you're not. Because you're a person who grew up in that awful place. Yes, I am. Because you are still someone who was involved in the death of someone who looked a lot like me. You're clearly not over that. And now I don't know if you actually care about the things you do, or if you do them just to make yourself feel better. Don't get me wrong, I'm grateful to be in this school. 
and I know Jordan is too. And I'm grateful for you continuing to sponsor people like me. I will never not sponsor people like you, Mystique. You have so much talent, so much promise. But... But? If things really upset you, as they seem to, what are you doing to change it? You are right about a lot of things, Mistake. I am still haunted by what I did. And I have been spending decades trying to make up for it, trying to make myself feel better. But you know what? It hasn't worked. For what it's worth, Professor, I'm not after your secrets. No, I know you're not. You've made that very clear by avoiding me. But I would like to still trust you with one last one, if you'll allow me. All right. I don't want to tell you. I want to show you. I think you can trust your own ear more than you can trust me. Any motions to your earring? I can't control what I hear see with that. It just shows me things. Well, let's hope you get lucky. <laughs> There's a reason I named myself Mistake, and it's not for my good luck. He, um, he's twirling his ring with the red stone on it, and just like, very well. I haven't told anyone this, and I'm probably going to continue not to if you get lucky. Good luck. And he just places a hand on your shoulder. You feel guidance. <laughs> and you dive into that well of memories. As you are swimming through these memories, you find yourself in the Hall of Oracles and you start hearing an argument. It starts off very small, just like, what are you doing here? Huh? Tiefling? I am reading. Yes. <laughs> reading a book that you stole, maybe. And this escalates. You hear the confrontation, you hear the tiefling getting progressively angrier and angrier, and the human being, what, what are you going to do about it, huh? Are you going to shove me, are you going to attack me? That's exactly what tieflings would do. And then you hear a shove. Don't ever do that again, redskin. Don't ever call me redskin. Oh, what, redskin? This escalates, you hear tumbling, you hear grunts, you hear... A scream, ah! And then a body fall. And then the sound of what, it sounds like a dagger falling. And you hear, oh no. Oh no, 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 no. You hear whispers in the distance, you hear, oh please, 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 no, please, please. I can't bring you back, I can't bring you back. Dispater, please guide me. Help me, aid me in this time of need. And you hear the snarl at the center of the Hall of Oracles glowing. And you hear, what? And then the sound of a clink, like a ring, just fell on the ground. And you hear somebody picking up the ring. And you hear the doors open. What is the meaning of this? And the last thing you hear is, oh shit, shit, shit. When you come back 
to the present. Professor Mirsha removes his ring and his hand begins to turn red. His entire body follows suit and a pair of horns appear on his forehead and he says, Hello, Mistake. My name is Lore. It's a, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. I... what? You must have questions. Yes, I have a lot. First, why would you ask despite of the kindness? I mean, the vistas would have been much better. Yes, well... Even Zarya. Yes, I know. Despite a... Hmm, not the best choice. Mistake, I'm so sorry. I've been living a lie for so long. And only you and Quint and Captain Dappling know. I still have a lot of questions. Why? What do you think people would have done if they walked into the Hull of Oracles and see a tiefling kill a human? A rich human at that, the last one of his line. I was lucky in that regard, nobody asked questions, but... They would have imprisoned me, possibly killed me, Mistake. Now I understand why Dispater was only up to this. That was a very Dispater thing to do. And for the record, this ring? It's not the ring of this guy's self. This ring makes you look like the last person you killed. Oh, all right. Well, that's something. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't killed anyone since. Yes, no, last. I gathered that. <laughs> that answers a lot of other questions. Like? Uh, like why your instinct is to hide from any type of danger. Remember when I said you are braver than me? I meant it. I meant it. Why? Because I haven't yet stabbed an asshole human who because, decides to pick a fight? Because you live as yourself. And I don't. <laughs> haven't you met Koss? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do quite like them. Are you angry? Confused. That's better than angry. Uh, let me work through the confusion, then maybe the angle. Of course, of course. Take your time. I, uh, and he just, like, adjusts his uh, coat, which, again, is, has always been red and silver, to match his eyes, which were the only thing he kept, aside from looking like a, just a Professor Mirsha. I should maybe... Kiss. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, intermission's almost over. Yeah. The lights just started... Yeah, Flashing. not that there's really much for me to do at this point. I look forward to the rest of the play. Yeah, yeah. And I look forward to seeing you in Lower Hold Campus next year. Yeah. Yeah, sure. The fireworks Gary had made before were magic. Like, they were magic stones and right. like an alchemy Thing. And so what I think he's done for this is 
fireworks that we can actually have in our world. You can do fireworks just of still images and just for the final fireworks, they happen when Theodilus kills Ray Orseal, which I'm gonna say in this was like a bow and arrow. And what that does is it goes, it like, you know, hits something that's not actually Griff. And that sends up fireworks and they each take on the image of the characters who just died. Like they're all ghosts. So it's like, you know, there's Rayorseal and then the king and then Bastian and then Lilith and then Ganadea. And then the, the mom that was ghost at the beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah. And movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah it was this moving. Is, this is the next iteration of it. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. Wait, wait, wait. And then there's the big boom. Where Gary's just like, I don't, I don't know what this is going to do, all right? And it just it shoots a big boom through all of the ghosts to, like, disperse oh, them. Can it, be, can it be the five college symbols? Um, oh, maybe game. that one is magic because Gary didn't make it. Yeah. Which is fine. It's like the yeah. finale. You are scheduled to leave the next morning. You know you have a lot of packing to do, but before that, nine of you, minus Toby, Aww. are sitting in the common room having one last moment of peace and quiet before you have to head back home the next morning. Well, you know, despite everything, this has been a fun year. I'll say, says Aurora, I was basically set up to be killed, and then you guys saved the day. I heard you broke Gary. Uh, yeah, no, we're not gonna talk about yeah. that. We're not gonna, no, we're good. That's a season two thing, shall what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's everybody doing over the summer? Oh, I'll just be in Witherbloom, you know, with my, my, my parents, and Charlie pulls out an empty bottle and says, and I'm gonna try and perfect something that doesn't get me so fucked up when I drink it. Seems like a good idea. I have not left these grounds my whole life. I plan to go to the Grove of Eldor before the humanoids tear it down. They're still going forward with that. I don't know. I'd hope maybe they'd stop. Griff, what are you doing over the summer? <laughs> I thought Bart and I could, you know, spruce up Thane's office into something usable for us. So you're going to spend your break on campus? We can hang out every day, Griff. Honestly, having seen your family, yeah, I don't blame I, you. I, I kind of agree. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought you would all get it. Or every other day, maybe. We can start with, you can come on day two. Oh my god, day two and then every day? That'll be amazing! We will start with day two <laughs> and then we will see what happens after day two. I'm looking forward to the second day. Uh, Mistake, what are you doing <laughs> over the summer? Oh, nothing much really. I just hang out at home. That fell, huh? Yep. Do you have any good live music venues there? I wouldn't know. Hmm. We can sometimes see things if we go to the top of the wall. Is this the kind of thing where it would be bad if we came to visit? Yes, it would be very bad. Okay. What if I were to book a show in a venue in Redfield and I got you in? Um, I can only disguise myself for an hour and only myself. 
Well, we can ask a benevolent artificer alchemist over there to make us a potion of disguise. No, 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 no. Really, no one should come to Redfell. Really, if you're ever going to go to Redfell, go like during the Autumn Festival. But we're in class then, so like after we graduate, maybe. Well, I plan to go. And if anyone messes with you, I'll kick their ass. Really, you don't want to do that, Aurora. I'm no. not joking. You would have 9,000 people wanting to kick you out. And I have a 500-year-old vampire uncle who would kick all of their asses. <sighs> don't worry, I'll make sure to play really, really loud so that you guys get a good show and the front row humans can just get their eardrums burst or something. I don't know. Gary, what are you doing for the summer? Asks Greta. I feel like I've known you. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I've been a jerk to you in the past. Have I been a jerk? Um, don't worry about it, Greta. Uh, that actually is one of the things that I need to work on this summer, trying to study whatever the Auric were giving to their victims and see if there's anything we can do about it. I also need to do makeup work for my Silver Quill class because I took an incomplete in that. Ooh. So I'm I'm gonna go to minis. That sounds fun. I have an incomplete in all my classes now. Did they not excuse you due to the whole uh, situation? What situation? Hi, I'm Greta. Hi. I don't know you. Hi, Greta. I'm Cos. Oh. Well, um, personally, I guess my parents have this. Uh, internship with the league lined up for me, so we're going back to be an Adrian for a bit. And I'm just asking if anybody wants me to visit and, you know, do something else, then that's totally valid. I mean, why don't you come over and help us build a headquarters? I probably will drop by. And I mean, Klaus, if you're gonna be working for the league, then I'm sure you'll see Minnie all the time. Oh, yeah, so, sure. you know, if you ever just need to Go around there. Yeah, I mean, we can hang all the time. Yeah, that's that too. Around then, uh, the door opens to the tower. You hear some keys fumbling, and then the door opens, and you see two dragons guard there. According to the intrusion, we just have cleared out room number nine, and you see Toby walking in, just kind of like nonchalantly, still looking around at this silly place. Oh, hello. What am I? Am I interrupting something? Yeah. Oh. It's fine, though. Alright. Uh, I guess I have some stuff up here that belonged to me. That's weird. <laughs> Hi. Hello. What's your name? I'm Tobias Swiftfoot. We met last... 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 last week? Right! The turtle! Yes! You came in. I was reading. And I don't remember much before that. Oh, I started crying. Hey, I have a present for you. For, for me? Yup. Charlie takes out a box that uh, is in the shape of a turtle that formerly had a chocolate in it that Toby ate. Mm. This is for you. You already ate what's inside, but you don't remember. I, there's a whole history. You'll probably learn it over over time, but... If you say so. We do. I feel Thanks like for I stopping by. I remember meeting you. Well, that's kind of the thing. Your memory... The last year. Yes. Gone. Listen, Toby, some yeah. some really nasty people did some things to your mind. So, um huh. I guess this is a little bit awkward for all of us, but 
we'll see you around in the next year, and look, I guess I look forward to getting to know you again. Right. And keep that box safe, okay? Okay. What, is there anything inside? I'm not going to tell you. He opens it. He doesn't see anything, but that doesn't mean there's nothing inside. It's all of Shelley's love. It's the friends we made along the way. All right, well, I do need to pack up. Thank you, kind Toto. I still don't know your name. My <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. That's a great name. Can I give you a hug? Sure. And Shelly goes and gives Toby a big old hug. Wow, this is... Um, I feel like I'm having deja vu here. It's weird. Don't you think, Shelly? No. You slept in my bed every night for a year. It turns really red. Oh boy, I'm sorry that I did that. I, I didn't mean to. Maybe, I don't know. Did I? Did I mean to? <laughs> did I? Okay, I'm gonna go pack up. <laughs> Pleasure knowing all of you for five minutes. And he just goes, <laughs> runs upstairs. And a nocturnal shell. Uh-huh. By the way, there is something in the in the box, but it's hidden inside the fabric of the box. Mm. He's gonna discover that in year two. Mm. Don't forget it. I will not. <laughs> For what it's worth, Shelley, um, if you'd be okay with it, I'm sure you could use a friend next year. Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break this summer. I'm gonna hang out with Griff every day and not think about Toby. You know, some time away is probably good. Well, think about Rampart, though. Please visit often and, and you know, early. As much as I can. Early, that's, that's good. I, I was going to go chat with Jordan before we left. I only have, I mean, you've seen my room. I own like three things, so I'm gonna take one back. Well, I guess we should get to packing then. Oh, you have a bigger room next year. I mean, I imagined it would be bigger because there are two no, people it's, in it. No, it's gonna be fucking big. <laughs> like Shelly's room big? Well, I, like it was supposed to be my room big. <laughs> what? No, I, you, you're gonna be really uncomfortable in there. It's huge, <laughs> but it's really soft. I don't really know what to say about that, so I'm just. Better you have it than anybody else. <laughs> I suppose I don't know. We're off to adventure to go roll the dice. Come seize your advantage and you'll roll them twice. Even if we lose our way, we'll make our journey someday. Something awaits you, so anchors away. Who knows what role you'll
Hey everyone, this is Alex. Well, it's been quite a journey. Thank you for tuning in to season one of Roleplay Radio. We've had a blast making the show for you, and we hope to continue. We have one last episode coming your way, a holiday special, which will be released on Valentine's Day. That will be a standalone story, after which we will be taking a break from airing any new episodes while we work on the production of season two. In the meantime, you can check out our World Anvil where you will find additional lore, backstories, and even some cool fan-made artwork. We also have a new Discord server if you wish to join that. You can find links for both of these in the description. Also, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, or even leave us a review. We love to hear from you. Roleplay Radio will return with brand new episodes in the summer of 2023. See you then! After credit stage, Shelly is uh, sitting in the Witherbloom swamps. Ooh. Is in alligator form, casting, <laughs> casting speak with animals. Okay. Cast okay. speak with animals first, then, then becomes wild. Shelly. Uh, yep. <laughs> Hello, fellow alligator. <laughs> I was told to ask you a question. Ask away. I was told to ask you for the sex talk. About the turtles and the squids. About the turtles and the squids. Do alligators give the sex talk to their young is the question. I ate my last child. (laughs) I'm not asking about that. I'm asking, what is the sex talk that you would have given your child if you didn't eat him? When you like your fellow crocodile. You get together and you roll around. Mm. Alligators belong in the desert. Crocodiles belong in the swamp. I knew you looked weird. (laughs) (laughs) Also, do we lay eggs? Yeah. We lay eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you talking to? So it's very different. I. I, I, humanoids. Turtles don't lay eggs. Uh, this this is happening near the detention box yep, yeah, yeah, because absolutely. after oh, shit, um, <laughs> after the other shit went down and Flomi learned that the dragon's guard just pieced the fuck out of the detention bog and left the students behind, she has volunteered to guard there personally with some regularity just to make up for other dragon's guard being shit. <laughs> you see three crocodiles and one alligator approaching you. Tommy <laughs> does not have <laughs> She is a cleric. <laughs> if you are here, there will not be any rabbits. I've never <laughs> seen an alligator here, that is very odd. This is not modern. <laughs> you guys also see a person dressed in silver quill attire with a box walking towards the harbor. Brushes past follow me. Oh, hey there. You uh, follow, follow me, right? This close. Paying the broker. Oh, you talk to crocodiles much? I wasn't actually talking to them. I don't think they would understand me. You see one alligator just look over, cause, cause Shelly knows the name. Shelly just looks over. Not a crocodile, but an alligator. Oh. And what, my mouth goes sure. wide. At least that one is actually a good. Well, the fuck do I know? I ain't a Witherbloom. Big you... snap! Jeez, right fuck. Druids are not only Witherblooms. All right, I'm gonna get the hell out of here before one of these eats me. But if, if you ever need a potion of speak with animals, you call me, baby. 
I am not a child. I do not know why you are referring to me as one. Well. Oh, you know, that's just how I roll. You know, I like your pink hair, sweetie. Before he gets on the ship, and I want to end with this. Uh-oh. He's about to get on the ship. He's greeting the shipmaster. Fucking Fane, the broker. Before he leaves, he notices that he stepped on something sticky. And he takes a step back. Oh, shit. Who are you? Beautiful. And he uh, puts a hand down. And you see a blob going up to his hand. Nice. Smell it. Rosemary, parsley, thyme, and what the fuck's the... Oh, shit. You're that Greek boy's inkling. <laughs> well, I'm sure he won't miss you. And he gets into the ship with Gary's inkling. <laughs> to be continued.